0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Listen, we
1: stuff this podcast with ads like Jonathan Sullivan used to stuff his face with hot dogs during the pregame for Saints games. If you don't like the ads, sign up and become a patron today. Patrons get access to this podcast ad-free. No ads ever. And they get the Booze Bundle Welcome Box Four swag items, amazing, and a Saints player card, and you get access to the Discord channel. Why wouldn't you do it? It's $10. bucks. you are practically making money. So do it today. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up to become a patron. That's SaintsHappyHour.com.
2: This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right andrew doesn't know football everyone has a hard time listening to dave and is kevin even there tonight the audio with this podcast my god the audio it's it's painful
1: all right everybody welcome into a special pre-holiday edition of the saints happy hour podcast it's grade time we got a grade and Assess blame on what the hell happened against Kansas City, but before we get to that Andrew I got to let the people know we are giving away a special Christmas discount if you sign up annually before Christmas Eve you get two months freaking free Jenny John Hakeem Lauren they all did it they get two months free Uh, and they get My shipping them a booze bundle that's like a third month free sign up annually cuz once christmas comes this discount's gone and we're not running the the where you get two and three months free. We're not running that baby for a long time. So you should sign up and take advantage of it. All right Andrew, it's grade time. And uh the Saints against Kansas City. Let's start with the uh let's start with the bad first, unfortunately. The offense was bad, and I saw you gave Drew a D plus, which is a horrifically low grade for him, probably one of your lowest ever. And I think, as I thought about it, it's fair because he was so terrible to start. But if you graded it in, like, two parts, and he was, like, on the quarter system or whatever, was the ending where he was throwing to little Jordan Humphrey and the offense was looking okay is that Drew good enough for the Saints to win in the playoffs uh,
3: you know it, those, those situations are weird in the sense that defenses are playing you differently you know they're, they're trying to mm-hmm. tackle you in bounds. they're trying to keep the clock running so you get more favorable matchups that way and, and you know it, it, I, I think in two minute drill you always see Breeze perform at a higher level so I don't know that you can draw too many conclusions from that. I think the biggest thing is you see that throw to Emmanuel Sanders in the 51 yard pass. And that's, that at least shows you that he can still make those throws. You know, that was an impressive throw and he hit him in stride and, and the air yards were there, right? The arm talent. Yeah. That's what everyone talks about. So the yep. fact that that play was made, that right there is at least encouraging in the sense that the arm power is there. Um, I, I think it was less about that. And Look, one for eleven on third down. That's. I I, I did think he had some accuracy issues. He, w- I'll be honest, Ralph. Yeah. He was fortunate to not have more interceptions. In oh this my game. god! He threw in a crowd. He he took some risks he doesn't normally
1: take. Well, I'll say this, and people got on me on Twitter because I made a joke. I was like, listen, Drew throwing in the quad coverage and not getting an interception that cancels out Anzalone not falling on the ball, like. That, that that ball wasn't intercepted. I have no idea. Like that was a that was a that was a. I don't know if he and and the thing is Andrew, I don't think he was trying to throw it away. He was trying to to get it to Cooks to where he thought Cooks could go and high point it and uh, make the play, and nobody else could. It was a horrifically bad decision.
3: Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I think when you look at. And it, you you mentioned this just at the beginning. You know, he started 0 for six, and yeah, it was really shaky. And as the game wore on, he got more comfortable. He started to take some hits. Some of those hits were really scary. By the way, they took him right at right Ooh, at the ribs. Some of them but,
1: were not. That I mean, you want to talk about scary though? Those were like the thi- that's that. Well, keep keep going. We'll talk about the offensive line in a second.
3: No, I I just think. Uh, michael thomas being available would have made a big difference and when again when you talk about a one for 11 on third downs that's the first place he's looking and he that's how he would move the chains normally and instead you're trying to throw to Juwan johnson there were four targets to Juwan johnson and one was a slant route one was an out route and it's just like it's timing stuff it's the depth of his route it's how he breaks out of it and just the corner was all over him because the route was really poorly run and you could see the frustration on Drew Brees' face and uh, I mean I'm sure we'll talk more about Jared Cook in a minute but it's just I I just feel like Traquan Smith dropped the ball on third down like the guys were not stepping up for him
1: well yeah I mean that that's the thing like they have these three receivers that they've just elevated off the practice squad like like let me tell you something if the Saints had had Taysom Hill playing in this game it would have been a disaster. Like the Saints' offense at this point, with their the skill positions they had at wide receiver were barely NFL quality. And like they need to get Kenny Stills up in here, like today. Like he needs he needs to be on this roster. He is unsigned. Get him in there. Their wide receivers are a mess. Um, well, but... I know they
3: shipped him away. They traded him. So I agree with. You. I mean, they're they're down four guys. They're down Deontay. They're down. Michael Thomas said, neither of those two will come back before the playoffs. And then on top of that, Marcus Callaway's on IR and then Trey Quanson down in that game. If they could,
1: if they could possibly kiss and make up with Jimmy Graham before green Bay paid him ridiculous money, they can kiss and make up with Kenny Stills. Like, you know? Yeah. I
3: don't know. I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> they traded him away and I know Kenny Stills wants to come back. Cause he, he said so on Twitter, but I, I don't, I know that he caused some issues. In the locker room And they felt like He had some maturity problems And my understanding is Breeze wanted him gone I don't know if that's true or not But that was a rumor That was circulating Well I think
1: One thing I will say though Is Kenny Stills With the Saints And Kenny Stills now Like he's a completely Different person In that you can see the growth of him off the field. Like he's involved in social issues. He cares about, like, I just think maybe he was just like, he came into the league and he wasn't. Yeah. uh,
3: And and yet, and yet he was just cut. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. You know? So,
3: so yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I I just want to say it it makes total sense on the field, uh, especially if he's eager and wants to come back. But the only real De- justification you could make if he doesn't come back is that yeah. clearly the Saints just don't, want to, just
1: don't want to deal with him. I'm just saying it's desperate yeah. times. It's desperate times. Um, yeah, it, no doubt, I no mean, doubt, no doubt. The offensive line, Andrew, um, held up okay. I mean, I feel like Kansas City, they their their plan was press man, pressure up the gut, which is a basic premise against the Saints. It's been the way to beat Drew Brees for 15 years, so it's not like it is. It isn't some sort of special formula that Steve Spagnuolo cooked up that Tony Romo wanted to make him out to be, fucking Tom Landry inventing some new defense. But well, it isn't. But I was, I was surprised a little bit that the uh, the center of the line it seemed to hold up. Now, is that a case of just me not understanding that Drew Brees gets the ball away quickly? What did you see from the internal offensive line and then the offensive line? As a whole,
3: yeah, I I went into this game kind of expecting them to play poorly, especially after the Eagles game, and just on the eye test after watching the game, I would have said, yeah, I don't know that the offensive line played that well. And when I went back and watched the tape, I was actually encouraged and surprised to see that for the most part they played pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so surprisingly, you know, in the third quarter, Armstead had a bad series; otherwise, he was pretty good. Uh, Ramchek gave up you more pressure than i'm used to seeing and clark i mean frank clark's a good pass rusher but they were giving him some help and some chips with uh, latavius murray i almost called him latavius but uh yeah but no i I thought so the tackles maybe had a little bit more issues i thought the interior played well and uh i I give a lot of credit actually to andres pete because we we've all been on him and killing him and i know fans hate him but he played in this game he got injured and he gutted it out he came back in clearly limping clearly affected by whatever injury foot injury he has but he played through it and he he wasn't great but he didn't have a colossal mistake in this game he didn't just get beat off the line of scrimmage and i I thought he played about as well as could be expected considering what he's going through so mccoy i thought thought looked uh, closer to normal.
4: And Ruiz Ruiz had
3: an encouraging performance. Really, the only play with Ruiz was just a holding penalty on the screen to Murray, uh, which was, you know, he got beat and he just pulled the guy. Uh, But other than that, I thought Ruiz had an encouraging game. So all in all, I look at the offensive line, especially on the heels of how bad they did against the Eagles, and I feel encouraged that while they're beat up, they played hard and that that's kind of a common theme throughout ralph like just micro like big picture looking at this game i thought the effort was tremendous they they
1: uh, they, they they fought like you know it, it wasn't it wasn't a life or death game for the saints because look they're in the playoffs and that's what it, they fought they fought like a team that was eight and seven and playing a juggernaut and they were like we got to win this game to go to the playoffs. They f- they fought their absolute guts out and that's why like after the game like i wasn't i wasn't mad like the the, the defense was uh was tremendous and before we get to your grades i got to i got to fire up the x music x files music andrew because let me tell you something the saints defensive line kicked the ever living shit of Kansas City's offensive line. Patrick Mahomes just covered up all the flaws, right? Kansas City got destroyed their offensive line. They had no holding penalties. Get the fuck out of here with that, NFL. You cannot tell me in a game where the— It would have been one thing, Andrew, if Kansas City was winning the the, the line of scrimmage on offense and they were dominating, they'd be like, well, they don't have any holding penalties because— penalties because they're just kicking the crap out of the Saints no it was the opposite the Saints were whipping them not a single holding penalty get out of here with that NFL nonsense and I know Saints fans we get a little conspiracy laden but I believe it I, I, I believe all the conspiracies after that
3: well the disparity in the holding post, somebody tweeted this there was a disparity between number of holding calls against you versus holding calls on your opponent and uh, I think actually it might have been in our Discord. It might have been su- uh, surprising, but um, I I think you know yeah. Look, maybe it's the Sean Payton thing with pass interference. Maybe the refs have an axe to grind. Totally. Are the Saints do. The, are the Saints the most disciplined team? No, I mean look, they have Chauncey Gardner Johnson. That's all I really need to say there. <laughs> yeah, Carl Carl Granderson and Cam Jordan, they both had personal fouls that are easily avoidable and just that those are the kind of plays that'll lose you football games in the playoffs. Yeah. So they, they've got to have better fair, discipline, no excuses. Skill, and, and and the defense, look, the secondary is handsy. They, they play physical and there's some officiating crews that are going to let them get away with that stuff. And there's others that, and this was one that, this was a crew that called things a little tighter. So I get all that, but yeah, I mean, it's just, we're getting called for holds, and then I just see it happening on the other side, where their yeah, their offensive line is caving in and they're grabbing whoever they can to try to stop the Saints pass rush, and no flags are getting thrown. And I guess it's the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, Mahomes, su- superstar treatment. Well, you know,
1: the NFL maybe it's anti
3: Saint. I don't
1: know. But the NFL will say we've de-emphasized holding. You de-emphasize it. Jesus, did you do away with it? But Listen. De
3: emphasized unless the Saints are playing offense, yeah, well, clearly. Yeah.
1: Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We'll give a, the people a little sne- in, sneak peek into the world, but behind the scenes of, of the podcast, you know, me and Andrew, we get on the call a little bit before, and we talk. You know, I, Andrew writes his grades, and I go over him, and I'm like, "Hey, this is what what I'm going to ask you," and and this sort of thing. Andrew took my uh, my my panic down from like a ten to a zero because I was I told Andrew I was like, "Listen, they got a Trey Hendrickson. He got hurt yesterday. He's, he's got to be okay." Uh, and you were like, "He's okay. He just got a stinger," and that relaxed me. He is, Andrew, you know, his season this year, it's gone from, hey, this is cool, this is fun, to, hey, it's a unicorn season, they can probably let him walk. Now, I'm going to be, and I know he's probably, there's a 90% chance he's going to leave and he's going to get $70 million from some team and all that, but I'm going to be sad. He was a monster yesterday, and it wasn't... Backup dudes from Kansas City. It was Eric Fisher, the number one pick in the draft one year. Like, he was just – they had no answer for him. It was – he looked like the best pass rusher in the goddamn sport.
3: And it, his sack numbers support that. Uh, Nick Underhill just tweeted something that he he's tied with Aaron Donald for the lead in sacks with 12 and a half. But the guys that are around him, which is Darius Smith and TJ yeah. Watt and um, – and Donald, those guys are all around 750 snaps. Trey Hendrickson is at 535. So he's got more than 200 snaps less than those other guys, and yet he's still tied for the lead. So what more can you say? Yeah, at at some point, this stops to become a unicorn. This stops to become an aberration where he's just gotten, gotten lucky this year, and it starts to become, what if he's just a dominant player? What if he really is this good? and? Uh, we know he was that good at Florida Atlantic. I mean, he I think he yeah. had 17 sacks. I mean, he was, he was close to leading yep. college football uh, one year and in, in sacks. He had a ton. But I didn't know if it would translate to the NFL, and yet now I'm starting to see that maybe he can replicate this. I mean, shoot, he's been doing this every week this season.
1: Yeah, I, I know he's got a stinger, and the Saints will probably rest him out of abundance of caution, but I bet you a $1,000 that dude wants to play because his his – his awesomeness can be directly traced to the playoff game against Minnesota last year, where he wrecked their tackle, and he was unblockable. And ever since that day, he's basically been this force of nature, right? So he might be like Sean, yeah. I know I got a stinger, but you got to shoot that thing up. I got, I got to play and go and go make this money
3: the the pass rush was absolutely phenomenal um and there's a number of guys actually Malcolm Roach uh, Dave's UDFA son I thought had some good moments I thought Shy Tuttle was excellent Sheldon Rankin seems to be moving really well that's really encouraging Carl Granderson yeah was was I gave him I think an A minus only uh, I because gotta say, of a stupid Andrew, penalty on special Andrew, teams
1: Andrew I think Sunday was the greatest UDFA adopted Sunday we've ever had like it's not oh. even not, Not even close,
2: close. No
3: the, the, Yesterday was uh, UDFA adopted Sunday
1: <laughs> Let's be honest uh,
3: But I, Granderson was phenomenal I, I thought Cam Jordan played well Before he was ejected um, So I, Davenport had some moments Although he didn't finish well He had some a couple times he,
1: Yeah, but had, how, much, how much do you grade against that, that, that Davenport and like, I feel like And people got on me on Twitter But I didn't care I said listen that pass rush the Saints had yesterday, it would have eaten alive any quarterback, not Mahomes. And I include Rodgers and Russell Wilson in that. Like, that's just—Mahomes did things yesterday that no other quarterback in the NFL would have done to the Saints. You give me that pass rush in a playoff game, I think the Saints win as long as their offense doesn't crap all over itself. Like, that, the defense was that good, and the pass rush was that dominant yesterday.
3: I, uh, you know, I, I probably don't watch Mahomes as much as I should. Uh, but, you know, this was a chance to kind of review wow. him and then watch tape on him. And my God, man, he, he it, the thing that's just shocking is that his technique is not very good. Like his <laughs> arm angle is frequently changing. He's throwing off his back foot. He's throwing like falling sideways. And just his ability to put the ball wherever he wants, notwithstanding, uh, and, and, and to see him get hit, to see him get pressured and it not really affect his performance that much. He comes back on the next ridiculous. play and ridiculous. makes a great throw. Uh, that's just uh, that's just how good he is. So he he's phenomenal, and uh, you know he has a great feel in the pocket for pressure, and he just yeah. has good awareness, and he, he moves well. And, you know, he's not like maybe Lamar Jackson in terms of explosiveness, but his ability to climb the pocket, to feel pressure, uh, to escape and avoid, he, he's a slippery guy.
1: Yeah, it, it, it I mean, it's just... It's just it's just the the touchdown, that's the crazy. second one to the receiver that I've never heard of was it was it was sick. He's 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 going backwards and he throws like this little like laser beam to the back of the end zone where like the dude just and, and there's like I, I don't know, like if you're the Saints, you're just like, I don't know what the day like that dude the dude the dude's just a wizard. Like that's all it is. Yeah.
3: I mean the only guy that I've seen that can throw like that is Rogers and he's like a tick better than that.
1: Yeah. So, but the defense, man. I thought the cov- I thought the coverage was mostly fantastic. You know, Kansas City only had like three plays over 19 yards.
3: Uh, well, that, that I mean, they played a two-high safety yeah. look, and they dared the Chiefs to throw. I mean, they, they never. Dared, they dared them to run. I mean, and, they put eight guys back and cut. They basically said, "We're going to rush four this whole game. We're not going to blitz." I mean, I think I counted two or three blitzes the whole game. They 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 were rushing with four. And that's, yeah. that's pretty remarkable just how much pressure they were able to generate with this game plan. Um, and, you know, the Chiefs are able to get some yards rushing, which is to be expected because that's that's that was the game plan. But I thought it was a really effective game plan and limiting what the Chiefs
1: passing game could do to them. Yeah. And, you know. The thing is, with the with the coverage of this of the Chiefs is if the pass rush is even 25% less Mahomes would have lit them up for like three more big plays so like even though the plan uh is sort it doesn't it it doesn't feel like maybe it was an amazing performance it was just tremendous in in every way um but going forward with this defense Andrew what do you, what did you see from the secondary? Because uh, we just we just spent and gave you know the the pass all these praises. What did you see from the secondary? Because like you said, they were playing too high. They didn't blitz even in spots where I thought they might. Where it'd be like, oh, it's third and fifteen. Maybe you rush him and made him maybe try to create a big play or make him get rid of the ball quick. Dennis Allen like fought back his urge right to blitz in these spots where we, the Saints always blitz right on third and long in different spots. They they held back and didn't do it. So the secondary, what did you see from the safeties, the corners uh, against the Chiefs?
3: Yeah, well, Marcus Williams, uh, he has a low ankle sprain, uh, so hopefully he'll be back soon. But I I thought he played very well. That was encouraging. I thought Lattimore played very well. That was great to see. I thought Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was exceptional. Uh, And those are one-on-one matchups where those guys were winning. Um, you know, not a big surprise, but Malcolm Jenkins gave Travis Kelsey a lot of cushion uh, and, and forced the Chiefs to kind of settle for the underneath stuff with Kelsey, and then he would run up and make the tackle. So, you know, Malcolm Jenkins gave up a lot of first downs. Not his best game, but I thought he fared a lot better than he did against Darren Waller. So, you know, you'll take that. It was a tough matchup for him. Janoris Jenkins wasn't great, um, but you know, I, I think everyone in the secondary had their moments. I would say the only guy to me that just felt outclassed was pj williams he, he was the one where yeah. when he had to come in for chauncey Gardner johnson uh you know cj's absence was felt and when cj came back the defense started playing better again so that that was probably when pj williams was in the slot that was kind of a hole in a weakness where you didn't feel like the defense was maybe as good so uh they're gonna need all these guys healthy in the playoffs
1: ho 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 fellas naughty or nice tis the season to perform you are in luck because manscape performance package is the ultimate man's hygiene bundle and makes for the perfect gift imagine opening an attractive box that says your balls will thank you with the most sought after gadgets and scents a person could find included in this new package is the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system look guys 79 99% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body tis the season to manscape so get yourself your dad your brother and friends the best gift of all the manscaped performance package let's not forget their famous liquid formulations the crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine get the performance package now and receive their two free gifts the manscaped boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the shelves. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. Final thoughts before we get out of here. Um, Listen. It, it seems bad, you know, because, look, the Saints have lost two in a row. They're not going to be the top seed. They're struggling to even be the two seed. You know, they got to beat Minnesota and, 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 and beat Minnesota or Carolina to win a, a four-straight division title. So it seems badly, but you know what? It's like you said on on our, our, our Instant Reaction podcast. Look at the NFC, dude. The Rams, who everybody thought maybe was the second-best team, even you know, ahead of the saints to green Bay, they lost to the jets at home. And I don't care if there's no fans or they're playing in a sandlot. Like you lose to the winless jets at home when you're in first place and you know, you have to win. So the Rams, they might be not as good as we thought Seattle. They are not nearly what they were. Like Russell Wilson, his MVP talk is, is dying. Their offense is struggling to score. They can't run the ball. Uh, Arizona, their defense is kind of a mess. The Redskins, they don't have a quarterback. Their defense, like, my point is with the Saints is beat up. And as much as we worry about the injuries, I know other teams are going to be excited to play the Saints because they think they're beat up and they think Drew is, you know, is washed and his ribs are hurt. But I'm telling you, I don't fear none of these teams in the NFC. None of them. If the Saints I mean, I, get...
3: the way the Saints are playing right now. And, and if you look at both the Eagles and the chiefs games, I, I think they made it clear that they can hang with anyone, especially if they're healthier and they yeah. can lose to anyone in these playoffs. So yeah. that they could play any of those teams you just listed and, and get their teeth kicked in if they play poorly. Well, I mean, um, they, they, and, the, and, and, well, I don't know about, I don't know that they'll get the, their teeth kicked in, but they, well, no, they could but lose I mean, they to could... any of those NFC teams that are in the top seven. They could lose. I mean, they could, and they, and they can also beat
1: every, they single could, one. They could finish up eleven and five in the number two seed and play Arizona or the Bears in in the first round of the playoffs, and they could lose just like they lost to Minnesota because they turn the ball over three times and they miss a bunch of kicks and they give up a special team touchdown. But also, if Drew Brees can conjure up a god mode performance, they could run the Cardinals and the Bears out of the fucking stadium. So like the variance, the variance is wide. But that's yeah. okay because it's a one-shot deal into it's playoffs. And, I, and I'd much rather the variance being wide than, like, you go into the playoffs and you're like, there's no shot. They have no The shot. silver
3: lining is they just played what, to me, is clearly the best team in the league. And I say that because they're 13-1 and they won a yeah. Super Bowl last year. And that no team is playing at a higher level than the Chiefs just in terms of winning every single week. And that's because they are the best team. And to lose by three when you were one for 11 on third down yep. and – had time of possession was 41 to 18 Uh, when it's skewed that heavily and you're losing by three. And if Alex Anzalone falls on the ball, I mean, that's a five point swing, you know, so maybe the Saints win this game and it's a different conversation if he just falls on that football. So I I just can't help but feel like they didn't look great. It wasn't pretty. uh, But the Saints. I don't know how these playoffs are going to go and they may be one and done, but what I Feel confident about after watching that game is that they're going to fight like animals. The defense, even the offensive line, and, and Andres Pete, as much as all of you hate him, it would have been very easy for him to say, you know what, these fans are on me. I'm not going to show any more bad tape. You know, everyone's killing me. Everyone criticizes me. Well, why even go out there? But you know what? He clearly banged up, clearly affected, could barely move. And he's like, no, I'm going to go out there and give it my all. And this team, look, it's – I respect that out of Andrews Pete, And I think fans that have been banging on him should too. And, you know, it's one of those things where I just think this team has a great locker room culture. They're going to fight their ass off. They may make some mistakes. They may not have the offense and the firepower with all these injuries to win but I do know that you're going to get a great effort from them, and that's all you can really ask for.
5: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
4: It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
0: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall.
1: You know, and final thought and then we'll get out of here is if you think about it, the most Saintsy thing ever would the Saint would be the Saints to lose their final four games, limp into the playoffs like a dying dog at ten and six, and then roll off three straight wins and get to the Super Bowl. And we're like, of these four teams that we've watched the last four years, this is the one that did it in the playoffs. Not the ones that were rolling and winning and looking amazing going into the playoffs. It was the one that looked like it could barely freaking stand up and they're going to the Super Bowl. Like, to me, Andrew, that would be the most saintsy thing ever.
3: Yeah, and, and of course it would have to include a walk-off playoff win that is just so fluky and terrible and they had no business winning.
1: Of course, of course, that's what it mean. but yeah, I'm here yeah. for it. So everybody, this is free, but you should you should become a patron. We're the best Saint Daily Saints podcast on earth. Sign up, use the Christmas bonus, get yourself two months free, treat yourself to a late holiday gift. Everybody have a happy, merry holiday season, Christmas, and we will see you after the Saints uh, Vikings on Christmas Day.